And that's something that the World Almanac is always trying to do. We're always trying to look at what people are talking about, what people care about, big stories in the news, and then give context to it by providing, you know, the black and white data, explanations behind the numbers, all of that good stuff that people have come to rely on the World Almanac for. Let's just start off with uh, COVID-19. Obviously, that was a huge event for human history, and it led to a lot of data and a lot of numbers that we've never seen before. And you, I believe, had the uh, the COVID section last year in the 2022 version. Did anything about the numbers and uh, the process of getting those numbers surprise you for this year? Yeah, so this is actually the third edition of the World Almanac where we've had the unfortunate uh, privilege of collecting data on the coronavirus pandemic, um, you know, it's been interesting to see the numbers evolve over the course of the last three years, not just their availability, but also looking at, you know, obviously the numbers for covering the, the pandemic itself have been changing, but we were sort of interested to see in more recent years how other data has been evolving to reflect things changing in the pandemic. And that's everything from, you know, the number of flights and travelers that are in airports. Those numbers have been fascinating to watch to um, test scores in schools and the impact of shutdowns in certain public schools um, on those, you know, drawing the lines there. It's, it's definitely something where you're not just tracking, you know, the the disease counts and numbers in, in states and countries, you're also looking at all of these ripple effects in the data elsewhere. And it comes up in very unusual places. I just happened across the uh, the light truck production in U.S. plants from 2019 to 2021. And clearly in 2020, you can see across the board, whether it's Kia, Hyundai, or BMW, a precipitous drop in production of uh, those vehicles corresponding with the pandemic. Yeah, these ripple effects really go, you know, across the board. And obviously something close to home like inflation has been such a huge subject in 2022, mostly because we can all see it at the cash register or feeling on our our credit card statement. Um, That's something that we were also, you know, sort of fascinated to see in the data in 2022. And we wanted to really present it in a way that gives context to uh, something that we see day to day, but, you know, don't necessarily take the time or have the time to, to really wrap our heads around. And that's something that the World Almanac is always trying to do. We're always trying to look at what people are talking about, what people care about, big stories in the news, and then give context to it by providing, you know, the black and white data, explanations behind the numbers, all of that good stuff that people have come to rely on the World Almanac for. Well, that's another beauty of the World Almanac is that if somebody's doing some research at home, they can use this as a primary source of connecting um, all sorts of different talk- uh, topics. I mean, we mentioned the pandemic. There's election numbers in here, Broadway shows. You could do pretty much whatever sort of research you wanted. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the World Almanac is always trying to cover basically the entire world in one book. And what's really great about it is that no matter what you have a question about, whether it's history or science or pop culture or sports, we have data for you. We have, you know, really easily digestible, you know, short versions of a lot of different things. But we also provide sources with every table, 
um, every article in the book, so you can actually go back to our original sources in a lot of cases and develop the research further if, if you're really interested to find out more. Uh, the world of Almanac is so much like a Wikipedia given by year, but unlike Wikipedia, you, you mentioned that you have the sources in the book, and these are sources that are not changing. So what you see here is what you get. There is no worry about something being edited and not knowing what was changed, if it's online, for instance. Well, and everything that we publish in the World Almanac is fact-checked. After we, after we get the draft in from the editor, we also do send it out to a researcher who fact-checks every single statistic, every single detail in the World Almanac, whether we're talking about a sports statistic or inflation numbers. We're always making sure that we take the time, spend the resources, to actually verify every single item that we publish in the World Almanac. And that's just something that, frankly, a lot of organizations just don't have the resources or time for anymore. Um, It's something that we prioritize because we want our readers to know that when you pick up the World Almanac, you're getting the authoritative and, you know, to our best knowledge, double-checked version of any given item. You mentioned that uh, this is the third year that the uh, COVID uh, pandemic has been included in this book. What are some of the other uh, newer sections that you've added in this year's edition? Well, obviously, the election is always a huge part of our scramble to finish this book before the end of the year. Um, The election story, of course, you you can see it coming, but you can't know what's going to happen until Election Day. And then we have a couple just a couple of days um, to verify all of those numbers. And they are, you know, obviously preliminary numbers because of that. Um, But that's a a huge section. I was really interested to see some of the campaign spending numbers in that section this year. You know, those numbers just get bigger and bigger every year and uh, or every election cycle. And 2022 is no exception for sure. Well, one of my favorite sections in your book is always the uh, the year-end uh, wraps, um, because it's so difficult to remember all the different events that happen throughout the year, and yet you have them listed out pretty much in chronological order. Absolutely. The chronology of events is a huge part of the World Almanac every year. It's all of the news stories month by month. And then we also do, uh, using that as sort of a jumping-off point, we also do a year in pictures, the top 10 news stories of the year, a time capsule. You know, you're right. It is really hard sometimes to think of just everything that happens through the course of the year. And some of those things, you know, you you see coming. You see the election. You see um, the Olympic Games in 2022 happened, which a lot of people have, have now forgotten about because it was way back in February. But then you also have events during the year that, you know, are either surprises or you didn't quite expect when they would happen or just how big they would be. So in 2022, you had things like the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. You have the death of Queen Elizabeth. These are huge, you know, world-shifting, world-altering stories. And the World Almanac does its best to both cover them and also provide context for what happened and also what you can see how it's going to affect the world in 2023. We're speaking with Sarah Jansen, one of the minds behind the World Almanac and Book of Facts for 2023. And Sarah, this is not the largest book in the world. It's just about a thousand pages or so, but the density of each page is what really just blows me away. And you include things like the names of constellations, uh, what they were called, what they're called now. 
Roman leaders, leaders of England. Is there any subject that you've thought about including in the World Almanac and you thought, "Ah, we just don't have enough data, we don't have enough space to fit this in? Um, Sometimes we'll we'll stumble upon a few things that, you know, that there just isn't great data available for, but usually we put that on our to-do list or to-be-research list. We really do try to cover just about everything that we can. Um, For example, for many years, there wasn't great data on streaming shows and streaming movies. The the different services just didn't want to give up those numbers. Now Nielsen, which did TV ratings for many years, um, is actually doing independent uh, assessments of those numbers. So we're able to provide those statistics to our readers for the first time. And that's just, you know, one example of, you know, we're, we had our eyes on it for, I think, a good four or five years. Like, how can we get this? The numbers just didn't exist, at least not publicly. And we, uh, we worked really hard with uh, Nielsen ultimately to identify uh, good numbers. And I think it's, a, it's really interesting to people. You know, a lot of people don't even, you know, watch over the air or cable TV anymore. So while we have those numbers as well, the streaming data was also a, a really great coup for us to get this year. Well, I just happened to flip on the uh, the farewell portion of of the book of those that we had to say goodbye to. Of course, Queen Elizabeth and Desmond Tutu making an appearance. And I suppose with with this, Sarah, is there anything else you'd like to include about the the World Almanac? Any section that really speaks to you, or that you hope that somebody gets out of this book? You know, I hope that everyone approaches the World Almanac from their own perspective. You know, a lot of people love it for a lot of different reasons. Some people just like to get it every year as like a milestone to cover the past year. Some people uh, <laughs> that I'm aware of only ever use it for the sports statistics. Some people love it for the celebrity birthdays. I think that what's great about the World Almanac is because we cover so many different topics, you can really make the book your own and you know go straight to what you're interested in or have a more, you know, sort of serendipitous journey with it and flip to a random page and find something that you might not have thought to look up on your own. But if you're a generally curious person about the world, if you're generally interested in learning what's going on, you should be able to find something on any random page that'll that'll get you interested. Well, you can learn something new about the world and not get distracted about the appeal of those endless cat videos on YouTube. So, Sarah Jansen, (laughs) uh, thank you so much. And I, again, apologize uh, for the beginning, but uh, your time is always so welcomed here. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Have a great great Christmas. You're not going to get hit by snow. Are you you in the forecast at all? We are not. We are going to get cold. It sounds like, but it seems like just about everyone is going to get cold. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at, uh, well, we got the snow warning in effect Thursday through Friday with a minimum of six inches. So we're getting ready. This is going to be exciting. I always look forward to snowfall. And before Christmas, it's always so magical. So Yeah, it's fun to get snow for the holidays. I don't know. My, my folks are in uh, Minnesota, and I think the high all week has been about zero. <laughs> they're they're staying inside while they prepare for the snow. <laughs> oh, give me snow over cold any day. Well, Sarah, thank Same. you again. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good one. Take care. Sarah Jansen, the executive editor of The World Almanac and a Book of Facts 2023. This interview was originally recorded December 20th of 2022.